and welcome back to part two of Obscura. I'm your dungeon masker, Lisa Condemi, and I'm here with... Ox may have played me, but beetles don't phase me. I'll leave both of them pushing up daisies. It's no Frito. Oh! Player extraordinaire. Incredible. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Last time, we entered the world of Cascus, a wasteland plain torn over with rotting eldritch magic. We met Daisy, a sculpted creature made from the mud and clay that bogs down the crumbling town of Falter. Pulled from the earth by a mysterious man named Ox, Daisy was trained for her entire life, one year, to enter the mud dungeon that looms over her town. After an unceremonious dropping off from Ox, Daisy learned that the dungeon was full of tricks and traps. Stepping through a mirror version of herself, Daisy was teleported to a vast, calm lake where a horrific voice told her that they had emerged from the same waters and that those waters would claim Daisy now. Daisy was pulled underwater where she heard a different voice telling her to fight. Despite her best efforts, Daisy succumbed to the warm waters, only to wake up back at the entrance of the dungeon and feeling a little bit stronger. From there, Daisy stumbled upon an encampment where she found a journal with a long list of causes of death. While she was rifling through another person's belongings, a gigantic stag beetle burst from the floor, attacking Daisy with its pincers and mandible. Daisy and the beetle were joined by another sculpted, Mara. After defeating the beetle and watching it turn to clay dust, Mara explained to Daisy that she had been here for a while, dying over and over again. She cautioned Daisy that death here brought strength, but there was a limit to how strong one could grow before they crumbled apart. With the bright coal that is power glowing gently in her mind, Daisy fell willingly backwards into the chasm the stag beetle had created in the ground and reawakening near the entrance. Daisy, jumping back one moment to the moments before your death. You lean back, your heels the last thing pulling away from the earth. You see Mara disappear, plummeting and spinning down this endless chasm. It's so dark, but inside your mind, a blue light grows brighter and brighter, eventually glowing fiery white as a voice in your mind, the same one that told you to fight, says, So it's power you seek? Yes, total power. Enough to fight back. Claim it, Daisy. It's yours to take. You don't need Ox. You don't need Mara. You just need me. I think that in this moment, you know, up and up until this moment, and even when Mara was like, don't you think it's shitty that Ox kind of just sent you in here? Daisy had pretty much held on to the idea that it was like, this was all for a good purpose. Like, this is all for the people and like I'm doing a good thing and mm -hmm. Ox isn't a terrible person like probably had his reasons um, but in hearing this power and seeing that it it means that potentially she will have to like let go of that I think she is doing a painful thing and choosing instead for this power and she opens her eyes I'll forget them if it means remembering myself excellent idea Give me an insight check, Daisy. I hope they have good intentions for me. <laughs> I rolled a 12 plus my... You said insight? Yes. Okay. That's a 13. Okay. <laughs> a lot of looking for me to see a plus one. I now fully understand Solid's point. 
okay, okay, I gotta have something. Feels bad, right? <laughs> it really is a little bit of a letdown. Daisy, at first you feel the tight grip of fear. There have been so many new voices pressing in your mind, voices that aren't ox that you don't know whether to trust or where they're coming from, but then you feel this this calm voice, this alluring press of power. It's right there for you to grab. It feels comforting, familiar, right. Listening to it feels like taking your cloak off or removing your mask and sliding into warm water. You hit the ground and explode into a million pieces, and then you are standing at the entrance, light illuminating dust motes in the air, the tunnel before you sloping gently to the right, just as before. Daisy, you can level up. Hell yes. <laughs> uh, I'm level four now. Incredible. Um, sorcerer level three, warlock level one. And I think in waking up this time, Daisy doesn't even hesitate, doesn't look back, doesn't even try and think of Ox, just starts marching forward. Incredible. Daisy, kicking up dust, marching strongly. You follow the tunnel down past that caved-in entrance to uh, the tunnel that you follow to the mirror, you follow to the right, and you come back out to the large dome-like room where Mara's encampment was. Except now. The room is much larger than the last time you were here. With many large archways lining each wall, there are now something like 10 different pathways that all seem to lead to this room. So like, if you're standing um, at the entrance mm -hmm. in the walls going all the way around, there's just archway after archway leading down into different twisting paths. Hmm. <laughs> A lot of options. <laughs> mm. Mara is still here. She's sitting under her tarp um, on the far side and looks up as you enter. She has her mask back on covering her crumbling face. Next to her is the giant stag beetle. It's lying belly up on its shell, and it's making little wheezing, chittering noises, and its appendages are occasionally doing a little play run like it's dreaming. Oh my god, did I kill this person's pet last time? <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> uh, Mara calls across as she sees you enter. Hey, welcome back. <sighs> so, what's the best path forward? I need to get to this wizard. Yeah, the path forward, there's really just kind of paths around this place really starts opening up once you die a couple of times and it gets really vast to the point where you can just get totally lost and wander forever that's why i stay here most of the time can i see that list that you have sure i don't know if she knows that i've peeked in and saw her <laughs> list but i'm not hiding them like um she did walk in as oh. you were going through all Robert of her like, stuff it was the beetle <laughs> throwing everything and also pile. we uh we did clarify that you kind of tore through her shed a little bit i did to get it wasn't a hiding to that thing notebook. yeah um mm -hmm. you're also you're pretty far away from mara right now you're standing on the opposite side of this cavern the hole that the um beetle dug up out of is right. still there in the middle of the floor it looks even bigger now like it has kind of expanded um and the air above mm. it looks kind of strange to you almost like warping heat or something um Ooh. you could walk around to get to mara or if you want to investigate that further you can yeah i think that in my walking to mara because i definitely I mean, I definitely want that list. I definitely want that list, Go, You better give me that list. Um, I would like to, yeah, take a look. I don't okay. know necessarily what check would be best you here. You give me a perception or a nature check. Ooh. Hmm. I will do a perception check. Okay. 
Not very smart. Believe it or not, <laughs> I didn't read any books. You never really went outside. <laughs> that's true. Um, and that this kind of explains it. Uh, I rolled a uh, 7 plus 3, so that's a 10, just okay. in the middle. As you start to uh, walk along the side, um, kind of passing by all these different archways, maneuvering your way around this giant chasm in the floor towards Mara, the air above the hole is um, shifting and kind of flowing back and forth like a mirage. Mm you feel a weird sensation in your stomach. It's not a pressure. You've never had a stomach ache before, <laughs> Daisy. You don't really get sick, but it feels like um, an uncomfortable pulling. It makes you want to lean away, but also kind of makes you want to lean in. Mm. It almost like makes you feel like you want to go onto your hands and knees and look closer. I will, for the time being, resist that urge. Okay. I think that my brain is like, well, I fell in that hole once, and there's so many <laughs> other archways. I should start exploring other things first. When you look away, you that feeling on your stomach lessens a little bit. Mm. Uh, yeah, so I just approach Mara, and I'm like, I think that maybe looking at what you've done will help me actually hmm, skip past a lot of the things that you've done. Oh, yeah, maybe. I mean, I'm, I'm happy to share. Um, she gives you... Her notebook and it's sort of that um, spiral ringed uh, parchment like journal that she had yeah. kind of crafted and you open the notebook back up to the list that you read before as you remember it starts with mirror and then it continues on falling falling drowning falling giant beetle fire drowning fire clocks um, as you're looking through it Mara says to you um, it's not totally complete I'm sure that, you know, there have been others I don't remember. Um, after a couple dozen, I thought that maybe I should start writing them down. So the mirror is really what I remember. Um, and then everything else is just stuff I've come upon. But I will say I, I don't often come upon the same thing twice. Except for this guy. She points over at the beetle. He's always here. Hmm. What about, and I, I like trail down the list with my uh, clay finger. This one, and I point at clocks, and then I believe one of the ones, like, uh, I don't know if you read it this time, but in the last time was Potion Maker. Is my mistake about that? Oh, yes, yes. Yes, I think I, 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 like, point out these two, and I'm like, what was your experience with these? Was this something dangerous, or was this just, like, I mean, obviously you died here, but was it, like, you died here because you made a mistake, or was it because <laughs> there was uh, a threat immediately killing you? Yeah, the clocks was, um this sort of puzzle room. I mean, I died there, so I'm not really sure what the point was, but uh, basically there was a room filled with clocks and I, they were all ticking. I started fucking with them and then it was like um, kind of the same thing as the mirror. There were more versions of myself that started appearing and attacked me. I haven't come upon it since. The potion maker they they live here um are they one of us yes daisy ev daisy everything here is the same as us it's it's all the same as us um you'll meet them probably actually i was gonna ask you you just have that rusty knife um i'm not sure what your plan is moving forward but if you're gonna stay alive in here you might need a little bit more. I mean, everyone stays alive in here, but I mean, stay alive. 
continuously for more than like a couple minutes at a time. You really think I won't be able to carve my way through this entire thing and kill the wizard with only this? And I, ra I, I genuinely raise it with, if there could be, like, a naive look in my eyes, there is. Um, give an intimidation check. <laughs> so bad. I rolled a three. Plus four is a seven, but pretty, pretty bad. Um, Mara um, puts her finger up against the point of the knife and kind of presses in and it's like so dull and shitty. Like Ox is not outfitting you with like state-of-the-art magical weapons. Like this is definitely a knife that he hewn himself. Yeah, I mean I did stab that beetle a bunch and it did break through, but I think that definitely further damaged and blunted this blade. I mean, look, if you want to do it, you can, but... There is someone in here. Their name is Rolo. Um, they like to call themselves Rolo the Collector. So remember that. And they like to hang on to things. And they might have something that you could arm or armor yourself with. So they're the potion maker. They did kill me, but um, probably if we showed up together, they wouldn't kill you. We've come to sort of an understanding. I see. Okay. Well, I'm going to carve my path okay. to the top of whatever this structure is. I'm going to complete my mission and then I'm going to go back to Ox and he's going to explain everything. I really hope that you can do that, Daisy. Although I will say I thought for a while that I was making my way up too because when you look at it from the outside it's such a tower. Mm-hmm. But Daisy, everything seems to draw me down. <sighs> well, you know what? Ox did say that this place was full of tricks. And though I question him on pretty much everything else, I think that he was right about that. He was definitely right about that. So, you know, I'll I'll come with you and make sure that Rolo doesn't try and bash your head in. But um, there's no real way to them we just kind of have to start looking if you want to go down one of these pathways or um i mean there's that big weird hole in the middle too i already did the hole i think that we should go down one of the pathways and i look at mara i think that we can do this and let's do it for us okay daisy you remind me a lot of myself um i think i lost a lot of hope these last few well I don't really know how long but um, just so you know if it looks like we're gonna die I'm I'm running because I'm not gonna turn into one of these broken things <sighs> well my attitude going into this was to never die so I think that given the scenario and given what you've explained to me about this place I understand if that's your decision I will press on, and I'll meet you again, and we'll do it again, and again, and again, until we figure this out. Now you gotta figure it out. So Daisy, you and Mara are in the middle of this door-lined room. There are at least 10 pathways that you could head down, 11 if you count the beetle hole. Um, pick one and roll me a d20 encounter check. Okay. I think I go for the one directly across from the one I entered into. And I rolled an 11. How fun. You point at an entryway and Mara nods and starts following behind you. 
Um, it looks like Mara's candles do shed a little flickering light down for the first, you know, couple dozen feet. Um, but after that, it looks like it gets pretty dark. I'm going to cast light and flick my eyes and have this glowing beam kind of illuminate the path ahead of us. A big flashlight headlights from my eyes. <laughs> As you do that, Mara does the same, casting the cantrip light from her eyes, four roaming orange dim beams um, kind of mm. roving across the floor and the walls of the cave. This tunnel is slightly claustrophobic, with dark, moist walls pressing in around you too. The occasional drip of murky water leaks from the ceiling, letting tiny puddles collect in the crevices on the floor. And after a while, you get the feeling like you are traveling slowly deeper and deeper underground. The tunnel eventually starts to widen out and the floor turns from hard, compacted mud and rock into something a little softer like sand. The ground gives a little bit more underneath your feet and you guys start to leave tracks. Give me a perception check. Here we go. Not bad, that's a 15. Okay. With a 15, you look down as the floor gets a little softer and you start to see rippling wavy patterns in the sand. There are like, tiny dunes and then long curvy lines, almost like sand has been like piled up and then pushed away in certain places. You are treading through the sand for quite some time until you feel a hand on your shoulder and Mara stops you where you are walking. She points up ahead and you see the shadow of a figure sitting on the ground. It's moving repetitively, but it's a little far away to see anymore. How do you proceed? I'm going to cast Detect Thoughts to see if one of my new spells for my level up. Um, and I am not going to probe deeper, so they don't know that I'm casting this yet. Um, and they don't have to roll any save. I'm just trying to get surface thoughts, see if this is actually a presence or if this is some sort of, you know, non-thinking entity that's definitely going to be a threat and I could get the jump on. Okay. How does Detect Thoughts uh, feel for you, Daisy? The only mind you've ever connected with is Ox. So what is it like connecting this way with a new person? I think that, you know, the telepathic bond has felt kind of like reaching out. Um, whereas this feels more like opening up. Kind of like the gates of her mind have kind of opened and are allowing someone else's mind to kind of enter without even realizing it or or maybe even like a ship heading into fog kind mm. of like her entering into this mo like telepathic space um because i mean she's not really necessarily aware of casting she just mm -hmm. is suddenly getting like a uh, heightened psychic ability mm. seeping into your mind um you, daisy opens up the floodgates and lets this mind touch hers and you hear um repeating over and over again water 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 and it keeps saying water mara looks at you oh, what are you i um reach into my pouch underneath my traveler's cloak and casting shape water kind of katara-esque draw out the little water that we have there kind of hovering it in my palm and using my telepathic connection i'm gonna Still using Detect Thoughts, but I'm going to connect with Mara, so she's my connection right now. Okay. And I'm going to go, this individual is seeking water. It's our job to help. And I'm just starting to walk forward and I speak. Un unlike my normal technique of actually like connecting first, okay. I say, 
thirsty friend so you're approaching <laughs> such a threatening <laughs> sentence uh yes i am approaching okay and I'll use shape water also to change the color, the water's color to, I guess, just look as refreshing as possible. Oh, <laughs> just very, very glittery. Well, the water that you were kind of walking past these little puddles of was really dark and murky. So it definitely stands out against any of the other water sources that have mm. been in this dungeon so far. I have some pristine mountain water for you. I'm speaking out loud to this creature you don't get a response at first you walk a little closer and you see that this figure is hunched over kneeling on the ground you realize from the color of its skin that this is another being of mud and clay like you and mara it is worse for wear maskless and uncloaked they have no hands their arms end cracked and broken around the wrists, and their face has been eroded away, so its head is like a broken bowl on its side. They are lowering their arms to the sand and then bringing it up to their face over and over like someone cupping water in their hands and bringing it up to their mouth for a drink. And when you say um, water and uh, cast that glittering um, orb of floating water. So refreshing. You see um, its head kind of turns towards you. It doesn't cease its repetitive motion of lifting its arms to its uh, face over and over again, but it just kind of looks up at you, like, interested. I continue to approach. Still, you know, I'm not like, da 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 um, Definitely trying to give off a friendly aura. Daisy, despite all of these quick changes that she's undergoing, definitely still presents as this, like, charming, helpful little... Um, <laughs> dungeon dummy um and so i uh, present the water to this individual i like get to their level and extend my hand as the water kind of hovers between us okay the water's hovering between you and the creature just kind of has this like chasm and its head is turned towards you and it doesn't look like they really have any means of like grabbing this water um has no hands has no face for you to see its expression just this kind of bowl like head um hmm. i guess then daisy will first i'll look around see if there's anything else going on in the space i know i already did a perception check but now that i'm like closer to them maybe uh there's something near them that is good well uh that's a nine, so <laughs> I think I am, do not see whatever I was looking for. You can see that um, where this sculpted is kneeling, the ripples and waves in the sand stop. It's almost kind of like um, it's kneeling at like the shore of this um, invisible lake, um, and yeah, it just keeps it just keeps moving its hands up and down, or moving its wrists up and down. It's not attacking you it's just kind of sitting there forlornly its attention is definitely drawn in by the water but it just uh, you know faster and faster starts to do that repetitive motion i will move the water and i guess because because i mean we do i guess this is up to you does this creature have a mouth of sorts so its head is literally like picture the back of our skull yeah and then its whole face is like a hole. Like its head God, is literally it's like, like a bowl. I see. Like, it's been like... A, it like it's convex. Got it. Okay. Yeah, or concave. Yes. Got it. Okay. So I will... Hmm. And it's kind, of, it's kind of looking up at you. 
Um, I will. <laughs> I look to Mara, <laughs> and just still maintaining my look with her, I like put the ball of water into the little cockade place and shrug. She shrugs back at you, and you both look at this creature as it slows its repetitive motions, looking, not really looking, but um, head turned up at you, this orb of water you know, settling into its concave bowl head, kind of sloshing back and forth before stilling. The creature seems to like some tension that was in its shoulders in this like frantic movement sort of kind of relaxes and you watch as it folds forward and drops onto the ground its head slumping on the sand and the water spilling out and it as it goes inanimate i'm i'm not really sure what you did but it, it wanted water i guess what are they putting our kind through what is this? This is someone who's been here a lot longer than you and me, Daisy. Um, I've started calling them the unsculpted. Mm, clever. They don't look nearly as put together as us. I, I agree. It's like after a certain amount of time in here, you just start to lose what makes you, you, and seems like all of them want water i don't know um are they um i can't remember did you say there's any sort of um trinkets clothing anything on this a bit or is it kind of like They're now it's been stripped totally down naked they had no mask on right. they had no cloak on this is just like a limp clay body now laying on the ground so the sand sort of wet around its head mara goes i I know you want to help them, Daisy, but I think it's just one more sad soul that got trapped in a room somewhere. I put my hand on, like, the wet clay um, and press it onto my mask, making, like, a mud handprint. Oh. Um, and then I rise, and uh, is there an exit from this space? Do I see any sort of hint to, like, where I can go next? Yes, the tunnel keeps continuing down past uh, where you ran into this person. Seems like you just kind of came out into um, this dried-up lake room, and it just keeps winding past. I... Without speaking, using my telepathic communication, say, let's keep moving. Leaving behind this figure lying on the ground, you guys start walking past. Uh, Daisy, as you turn your head back, you see already this uh, unsculpted is starting to um, have dust kind of blown off of it as it starts to disintegrate into the sand. You move onwards. And surprise, surprise, the tunnel leads you back to the main room, back to Mara's encampment. You see a faint glow and realize it is candles. You hear the chittering snores of a giant stag beetle. Um, and you are back in the main room. You could either go down one of these other pathways or you could investigate the hole in the middle of the room, whichever you would like to do. I will now take a short rest and I will investigate the hole. Probably towards the end of that short rest. Okay, great. Mara will also um, rests up with you, and she gets all of her hit points back from your fight with the beetle. She's Excellent. Use your hit die and go back up. 
to her max. Whew, thank goodness. I had forgotten that she <laughs> she probably didn't go to bed like <laughs> I did. <laughs> yeah, it seems to you like um, your reincarnation was like pretty immediate. It didn't wow. seem like any time really happened. Like you got back and it looks like Mara had just kind of like sat down like Wild. all candles still lit and everything. Damn. So you're going to go investigate this beetle hole? Yes, I will look at the beetle hole. Okay. <laughs> Daisy, as you look back towards the hole in the ground, you start to feel that pull on your stomach again. Um, sort of this uh, ominous fear because you've already fallen down this hole. You can imagine that like if someone fell off of a building, going back on that building would also give you maybe like an increased sense mm. of um, that kind of like in your that, stomach. Yeah, that like weird vertigo kind of, yeah. As you um, get closer and closer, you feel this overwhelming pressure to go down onto your hands and knees. Are you resisting it or are you going to... Uh, kneel. I will willingly kneel feeling that pull. I think that the only time I will resist it is if I really feel like I'm going to start falling into the right. hole again. You oblige this pressure, Daisy, and go down onto your hands and knees. You approach the edge of the hole and you start to feel a sense of vertigo in your head as you look down. Almost like the world is turning over on itself. You blink and you feel like you suddenly are clinging to a wall and the hole in front of you is just like a horizontal path that you could walk down mm. as you hear Mara call from now below you. Are, are, you. are you okay over there? Is it weird? I think that gravity is shifting. Are you falling? I turn my head over and look over at her. Ah! I'll come join you the first time it's... It's a little hard on your stomach. What is this? <laughs> and Mara also goes onto her hands and knees and uh, crawls towards you, peeks her head down into the tunnel as well. You see that uh, this tunnel is very brightly lit, which is strange because you just fell down it and it was literally like someone had just drilled a hole into the ground. And now it is... Um, bracketed with torches and regular intervals along the walls and it looks like it stretches on for a while mar goes we going here has it done this before you've been in this room for so long yeah sometimes um you know the beetle creates holes different places and i might go down them just kind of i think more fuckery and have you gone down one that looked like this before? Or do you feel like they just all look like this and sometimes... Not with the torches. That's kind of weird. <sighs> Daisy looks at all the other tunnels that she wants to explore <laughs> so desperately. I will myself to kind of let go. Like, you know, like acknowledging I'm not going to probably slide down this room yeah. to oblivion. It's probably just my head. I like let go, kind of try and push myself away from it, closing my eyes. And then I look back at the other tunnels and I go, if this is the one we're supposed to go down, it'll be here when we get back. Maybe. Mara follows behind <laughs> you. Also letting go. Uh, you know, she doesn't have eyes to scrunch shut with her with her mask, but you see she kind of braces a little bit as you guys stand up and your heels meet solid ground and you are walking down this brightly lit tunnel as um, it seems like now the hole is the room that you were in. Okay. Yes, I will um, continue forward. 
Um, I guess I'll move stealthily, trying okay. to trying to get. Great, some. give me a stealth check, and you can roll with advantage. Um, with Mara, I will say is also watching out for you. Oh, thank God for advantage. That is a nineteen plus my stealth, which um is uh so that's a twenty one or twenty two. Very quiet, um, a little suspicious of these torches lining the walls. It's the first kind of well-lit tunnel that you've seen. Mm. Um, The only other light sources you've seen in this tunnel are Mara's candles that she's created. Um, So she also comments and says, it's kind of weird that there's torches here, but I guess anything can happen here, right? I think that... The good news in that is that whoever we are going to encounter next probably also relies on light like we do. You guys continue down this tunnel, walking very slowly and quietly. After a few minutes, you come upon the end. Uh, There's a heavy stone door in front of you. No window, just a thick gray door with a heavy-duty handle that looks like you could pull. And scratched into the door are the words... Please turn out the lights. <laughs> I, <laughs> I stand in front of it for uh, a good 30 seconds before I um, turn to Mara and go, I guess just ignore everything I, I said before. Um, let's let's extinguish these. I, okay. Are we going all the way back or just the um, first couple? Um, I take some more, f- you know, I shape water again. Let's see how far I can do this for. Maybe I could water bend my way out of this oh, and extinguish as many. Oh, I can go 30 feet. Okay, so I um, I am going to, even though it's kind of, it's not exactly, I guess it is, The you direct the flow of water. So I will yeah, kind of. Yeah, I could of, say you could do like whipping lines of to go through the torches. There's not a, and any that you missed, you could just snuff out on the ground. Okay, yeah, I guess I will. I'll say, we'll only go as far back as we need to, and I'll, you know, start walking and using that to start turning off the, turning off, start extinguishing the torches. Okay. Uh, You and Mara kind of take either side of the tunnel, and you start walking through. Um, She is chill-touching these torches, um, kind of icing them over, and then the smoke just, you know, rising up down rising up into the ceiling. You are shaping your water and extinguishing all of these torches. Um, The smell is of smoke in the tunnel. You guys remove all of these lights that are illuminating the hallway until it is very dark near the door. Um, How do you proceed forward? Um, I once again approach the door. Um, I would like to check for traps. As I've been taught. All right. Give me an investigation check. And how are you? Are you um, opening the door? Or are you just feeling along it? Like, tell me how you're checking, how you're interacting with it. I think similar to the last time um, Daisy got to investigating, she will summon up that um, cave drawing art, like very simple looking purplish, goldish uh, mage hand and mm-hmm. begin to kind of trace any sort of, if there's any sort of markings or even if it's if, even if it's solid, but there's like a lock, like she's mm-hmm. kind of like investigating it to see if it's something that she feels that she could maybe take a crack at or if there's yeah. any sort of things rigged up to explode in her face. <laughs> you can roll with advantage since you're using your mage hand. Yay! Yay! Double yay! Okay, it's only a 17 now. 
because uh, I only have a plus one. Okay. Uh, Daisy, you feel along the stone with your cave-drawing mage hand. Mara is also kind of kneeling beside you and looking, um, you know, at the different sides of the door. She's had the same training that you have, steps back, is looking at the ceiling. Um, you don't notice any sort of tripwires or levers or anything really strange about the door. Just the fact that, you know, scratched into the door are these words, please turn out the lights. You also notice that the door seems really snug. Like there's no cracks or hinges, um, like where there would be gaps on a normal door is like really tight. Interesting. Okay. And you can just assume that, you know, that, that might be some kind of light proofing. And is it completely dark in this area now? Like, yeah. am I, as a Warforged, you can't see in the dark? Like, is this essentially blind except for the light that gets given off by the Mage Hand, essentially? Yeah, I'll say that it's up to you. If you're saying that you extinguished enough torches to make it so that you were in complete blackness, then that's what you did. Yes, I would say that essentially the only light that would be visible at this point would, glowing mage hand. Exactly, to investigate the door. And the moment, if if I feel like that's getting in the way, like if after a moment of having it there that I'm like, this is also light and that's causing problems, I would probably get close to Mara and say, stick with me, and then okay. extinguish the mage hand and see if there's like, the pure darkness causes anything to change. Mara kind of presses in uh, close to you. You let your mage hand drop. Um, she lets the, the remaining crackles of her chill touch, this icy blue glow, fade from her hands. The torches smoking, last embers dying out until you guys are in complete, utter, pitch-black darkness. Mar goes, are, are we going to open the door now? Yes. And then I will put my hand forward and try the door. Okay. It's like... um a big kind of pole stuck to the door that you can pull. Ooh, I love those doors. <laughs> it's like a big freezer door. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like if you've ever worked, um, cried in the freezer at work. It's of one, course. One of those. It's one of those nice solid ceiling yeah. doors that really hide in the tears. All right. You tug and pull. At first, it feels kind of stuck, and then Mara adds her clay hands next to you. I'm so weak. It's also a really heavy door, and it's really firm in there. It feels like no one's opened it for a while, or it is designed to be so snug. Almost like when, in the summer, uh, the wood expands in your door, and it's, like, stuck. Yeah. Eventually, it pops open, and again, in front of you, there is just pitch black. Um, I think, what is, does Mara have, like, a shield in hand and a sword? Like, am I, this is gonna, am I able to grab her hand? Mara does have a sickle along with That's her. That's right, yeah. She has kind of stowed this sickle in her cloak because as you remember, um, the sickle was sort of gleaming with like a white moonlight almost. Mm. Um, it was helping that beetle to glow also when she was swiping at it. So right. she's put that inside of her cloak. And as you kind of reach down and like touch the edge of Mara's, uh, robe. Her hand is already like grasping around looking for <laughs> yours. It's so fucking dark. Oh, yeah. See, here. I, I take her hand. Um, I think we should just try and cross through and I don't know, put your hands out in front of you so you don't trip. I think that if anything happens, push me forward and retreat. Okay. <laughs> 
That sounds good to me, actually. You were a little too eager to agree that that was kind of a test. But anyways, uh, and I pull her into the door and we walk through. You and Mara walk, clutching each other's hands (laughs) into this room. Do you shut the door behind you or are you going to leave it open? I will leave it open. Unless unless it seems like after we walk in a little bit that there's... That like if there's do I think that there's light coming in because of no that you um you guys extinguished all of these torches in the hallway and hid every you know spark of light that you have on you so you're just in in pitch blackness so it's really just a matter of if you're gonna close this stone behind you if you're gonna leave it open just in case you need to retreat I'll leave it open because I want if Mara needs to retreat I want her to be able to okay Mara uh, squeezes your hand says thanks as you enter into the room. It's silent at first. You guys kind of pause for a moment together, just, you know, waiting to see if anything flickers into life as you walk in. Uh, You walk in, there's silence, and then after a second, a sound starts to build up. It's sort of a shifting, a clicking, a wet squirming. Perfect. My favorite three types of sounds. Let me know if you're going to try to investigate anything in the dark or if your plan is to just try and walk straight across. Mara goes, as far as I know, usually in these kinds of rooms, like not that I've been in this one, but in most rooms, the door is just right across after a certain distance. So probably if we just go right across the middle, straight forward and find another door. But I don't know. It's up to you. I'm going to cast Armor of Agathis on myself, and then I am going to, I know this looks bad, but I'm still here, and I cast Invisibility on myself as well, and then I say, let's go, in my mind. Okay. Mara clings a little bit uh, tighter to your hand, so you're just going to try and move straight across um, the center of the room. Oh, I guess that I'll do, you said I could take a look around. I guess I'll take a look around. you would like to, you have to look around with your hands, though. Okay, okay. So if you'd like to start kind of feeling around and exploring this room, you can. Or if you're going to just beeline straight across, you can. Or or whatever else you think you might want to do. Let's beeline, baby. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I could die a thousand times. Mara's the one who has to worry about shit. Give me a either a stealth or I'll say you could also give me a sleight of hand check. And you hear this shifting, clicking, squirming to kind of all sides of you. I will do a stealth check. Okay. Mara's also going to do I don't do think a invisibility check. gives me advantage, but I am invisible. Um, I'm going to say it does not in this case, um, okay. just because of the nature of the encounter. Sounds like some tremor sense bullshit. That is a 13. Okay. You start to are you walking quickly or are you kind of like one step at a time like scared you might bump into something or are you just gonna try and like zoom across i think hmm, what did maybe i'll i'll can i narratively decide what did mara get on her roll for a stealth check Mara rolled a nat one. Okay, then we're running. Like okay. I think that the reason why it's like she gets a nat one and I get a thirteen because I'm only getting a thirteen because I'm invisible. But we are running. I'm like, let's move, and we just start bolting. Mara goes, yeah, let's get the fuck out of here. You start we're running. Her trailing behind you. Um, you are uh, 
beating feet across this dark room, this shifting, clicking and squirming, growing louder and louder around you. And you feel like you're making some distance and then you feel a tug behind you as Mara's foot lands on your invisible cloak, kind of choking against your neck. You go uh, flying, tripping forward and Mara trips right into you. You guys land on something soft and moving. It almost feels like you've landed on a balloon that was not tied shut. Ew. As if air, you start to hear like a hiss of air escaping. And then as you guys kind of, the air escapes out of this weird balloon and you guys hit the ground, you hear a sort of crunching underneath you. As this shifting, clicking, wet squirming grows louder and louder and louder until you hear We're gonna need that light. Let's roll initiative. (laughs) Mara whips out her sickle and though it is sort of um, a glowing glass light, it sheds enough so that like you guys can kind of see like the um, like vague outline of each other's faces. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily illuminating too much around you. It definitely doesn't illuminate the full breadth of the room, but Mara takes out her sickle and looks down and you see underneath your guys' feet is a deflated egg sack and dozens of palm-sized spiders starting to spill out of it. For some reason, I feel like I don't like these creatures. Uh, I won't cast light, because I'm invisible. I'll stay invisible. Okay, great. Um, What did you roll for initiative? I rolled a 17. Take that, Mara. Okay, let's see. This is going to be Mara's roll. Mara rolled a 13. Excellent job. And then the creatures in this room creatures plural (laughs) up first is going to be this swarm of spiders um out from underneath you they are all seem like they are trying to get away from you um skittering out you kind of lift your feet and some are crushed underneath you wiggling their little appendages um up next is going to be mara mara is going to cast the light cantrip mara's um eyes start to shed this orange light as she, um, hearing this insanely loud hissing from around you, looks up at the ceiling. You look up too and see hanging from the ceiling are hundreds of egg sacs. As Mara's high beams hit them, they all start to um, squirm and shake. It looks like uh, shapes pressing out from um, inside of them. (laughs) Mara's gonna go, shit, shit, shit. That's going to be your turn. All right. Um, with my turn, I am... Do I see, like, one large creature, or am I seeing a bunch of small ones? Um, around you right now is a bunch of small ones. You see the sacks on the ground. You see the sacks underneath you, um, which is, you know, has been, like, kind of stomped on. Mm-hmm. Um, Mara's kind of, like, swiveling her head around, illuminating different things. You have not seen any large presence yet. And I'm not seeing any sort of exit either, right? It seems like it's No, like... you can see that there is um, an exit in front of you. It's another stone door. Um, far, I'll say, um, like, probably like 100 feet. This is like a really large room. Fuck. Like a uh, giant spider's nest you're in. Tits. Okay. I am going to just say, until we see something bigger, we just need to move. And I'm going to disengage 
to be able to just run 30 feet closer. So now I'm in within, uh, if it was 100 feet, I guess I'm within 70 feet of it now. Okay. I'll say um, Mara follows along with you. She didn't use any of her uh, movement on her turn. So flicking our high beams, you guys see all of these spider sacks around you and start running. As you're running towards the door, you hear um, a loud ripping sound. Um, There it is. (laughs) Glancing back right next to where you came in to this room, you see a huge spider start clambering to its feet, coming out of this sort of like deflated egg sack that it is hiding in. There you are. It hisses at you and is going to try and attack. All of these tiny spiders on the floor kind of clambering out, skittering to the sides and starting to walk um, up the walls to join their siblings on the ceiling. This large mama spider is going to shoot out its ranged web attack at you. You're nothing. (laughs) You can't hit this. You can't see me. I'm invisible. Silky web shooting out of its... They come out of spiders' mouths, right? (laughs) No, they come out of their buttholes. Really? Yeah, it's out of their butt. Is it out of their butt? Yeah, they have like a... They spindle from their their thorax. It turns around and shoots web out of its fucking ass. No! (laughs) (laughs) Ass web! Okay, that is only going to be an 11 to hit. That uh, doesn't hit me. And also, I mean, I'm invisible, so... Oh, that's true. All right, so you know what? It is shooting at... um, It's shooting at Mara, not necessarily seeing you. (laughs) It also misses Mara. Thank God. Um, It hisses angrily as its web falls to the floor. That is going to be back up to the spider swarm's turn. I dare you to attack me, spiders. (laughs) You look around as these spiders keep uh, crawling upwards. It seems like they're clearing out the area on the floor. You see tons of shadow, shadowy little um, critters going up the sides of the walls and gathering up on top of the ceiling. I don't like that. Why aren't they just attacking me? <laughs> look at my very powerful armor of Agathis. What's wrong? That's going to be Mara's turn. Uh, Mara looks at you and goes, are we running? Are we fighting? Let's get as close to that door as possible before we actually make our stand. Okay, Mara is going to uh, disengage and take her movement. Let me see how much further she can run. Do we feel like if we run, we will get like the small, because I know the big spider is still a little bit away from us. Will the small spiders, because it's that small, they'll get opportunity attacks. It looks like the small spiders are also disengaging. Like it doesn't look right now like they're interested in attacking you. It looks like the mama is upset and like the little babies are crawling up towards the ceiling. I think she should full dash then. I think we should use like, I'm going to use my turn as well to get 60 feet if it doesn't look like we're gonna get attacked by these guys mar says fuck it (laughs) exactly (laughs) new word alert what does that one mean (laughs) and is going to dash towards the door that is um 60 feet for her and so so you guys are very close to the door about 10 feet away okay this is where we'll make our stand this is going to be your turn um yeah so i'll use that i'll use that 60 feet to get there and then as a bonus action i will hexblade's curse the spider i will look back and again there's that moment where it's like we're all it's just me and this spider for a moment as we kind of lock in and like there's like void around us and just the two of us my orange eyes burning as they focus on her this angry mother spider it's a uh, pincers waving at you wildly <laughs> in there 
just you two together in this room. <laughs> Let's dance. Is that your turn? That is my turn. Okay, that is going to be the gigantic spider's turn. And I'll say, by the way, for the for those who were paying attention to the range on Hexblade's Curse, I did this before I left the range of it. So I <laughs> Hexblade's Cursed and then ran. Beautiful. Okay, let's see. The spider has blind sight, but you're too far away for it to yes. detect you. No so wonder it... my invisibility was bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> you feel uh, this this uh, connection with the spider as the spider is just totally unaware, waving its arms at Mara. <laughs> Um, it's. I don't know if it even knows I'm here right now. Mars, Mara. I think the spider and I are beefing. <laughs> Honestly, this is all you. You need to settle this. You've been here before, right? You faced the spider before? I no. can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> no spiders. I would have mentioned spiders. Um, it's going to try and recharge its web attack. Don't. It doesn't. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> One day I'll recharge an attack, guys. <laughs> The bane of a DM's existence is the D6. Um, the spider lunges forward into the center of the room, quickly skittering across the floor, but not quickly enough to do anything to you. It rears up on its hind legs and starts um, chittering at the spiders in the ceiling. That is going to be back around to the top of initiative. It is the swarm of spiders' turns. God, they rolled so well. Feeling... Almost safe for a second <laughs> as um, all of these spiders have evacuated the floor and this mama has stopped for a moment in the center of the room. Um, there's a moment of silence and then you see the shadows of thousands of spiders raining down from the ceiling. Gorgeous. <laughs> My favorite type. This is a type of weather, I believe. Um, so don't be too afraid. They're going to roll bite attacks on... Mara and you, I'm going to say, because they are just raining down and biting at whatever they feel. Amazing. Disadvantage on me? Um, They are landing on you. That's fair. I guess they <laughs> would, there's enough of them that they would definitely... They do have blind sight, so say it, there's hundreds of sacks up here that are raining down. Thousands of spiders, you guys are getting coated. So <laughs> yeah, okay, invisible okay, though you sense. may be, you're still covered in spiders that I'm are probably biting. probably visible now because of all the spiders on me. Yeah. <laughs> you just look like a shroud of spiders. <laughs> this is my new form. They roll terribly. Um, they're biting at your guys' cloaks and at your skin, but you're just kind of like brushing them off really speedily. That is going to be your turn, Daisy. I'm going to call out to the giant spider and say, over here. And then I'm going to um, pop out of invisibility and cast Eldritch Blast. Oh, give me an attack. Thank God, I thought that was a fucking two. Uh, Keegan, <laughs> you scaring me there with the way the nine looks. Um, that's a nine plus six, that's a 15 to hit. 15 is going to hit. Excellent, excellent. <laughs> Fuck me, that's one point of damage. I, I guess it's kind of like I'm, I do try and hit them directly, but it kind of glances off them, so I, I go tomorrow. A warning shot, so it knows we're serious. Yeah, no, I think good to communicate our needs early on. <laughs> Definitely wasn't aiming for it. And you are making a stand here. Are you going to try and leave or are you just stopping in front of the store? I'm going to stop in front of the door and I'm going to leave it to Mara if she would like to kind of press forward, check the door okay. while I kind of hold us off. Because I'm the one with, at least from my understanding of what I've seen her do, I'm the one with ranged attack. So I'm like, I'm going to cover us while you look at the door. Taking a stand against the spider at the door, Mara standing next to you. She kind of glances behind her at the door and then glances at you and goes, 
fuck, okay. She is going to cast Moonbeam. A silvery beam of pale light uh, opens up in blank space uh, in the middle of this uh, cavern. Big moon energy with this one. Big moon energy. Uh, and starts to shine down on top of this spider. And um, when it starts its turn there, it's going to take some dammies. Um, so she's got that up and goes, I'll hold it until you're ready to get out of here. Um, okay. That is going to be the giant spider's turn. Giant spider is going to recharge for its web attack. Doesn't get it back. And then it gets burned by that moonbeam. And it's gonna get burned by that moonbeam, baby. Thank you <laughs> moon, for reminding moon me. Moonburn. Okay. Uh, this spider um, starting to glow in the silvery white light, screeching as you see like the apparition of ghostly flames flickering along its skin. It's going to make a constitution saving throw. Audience, cheer with me. Fail, 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 fail. 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 <laughs> Okay, the spider does just save, but is going to take half damage from this searing white moonbeam. 2d10 and then halved. That's going to be four damage. <laughs> <laughs> we are doing amazing doing right now. Incredible. That's five. We've dealt five damage to this creature. Margo's, ah, oh, sorry. It looks really strong. Why don't you try the door? <laughs> uh, she's going to um, turn around, and on her next turn, she's going to kind of put some energy into investigating this door. Excellent. I will stand in front of her. I will get behind her, essentially, to block her off. It is the spider swarm's turn again. They're going to bite you guys once more, um, covering your bodies as they parachute down. Okay. Uh, they crit on one but then the other one is not gonna hit anybody. They automatically, because I have armor of Agathus up at a second level this time, Ooh. they take 10 damage. Oh shit. So they de they do deal damage to me first, obviously, but okay. then as they bite into me, there's like a flash of cold energy and I create a bunch of little spider popsicles. Okay, let's see. Like dipping dots, but spider eggs. That is six piercing damage to both you and Mara. You can tell, like, there's kind of liquid coming out of these spider's fangs. Doesn't seem to be affecting you and Mara at all. Deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that is going to be your turn, Daisy. Excellent. I will. Um, you know, ar amazingly, Armor of Agathus is a spell that stays up for as long as I have temporary hit points. Nice. So I will, I'm going to try and do another Eldritch Blast okay. because I have that Hexblade's Curse on this spider. And if I get a 19, I fucking crit. Nice. So we're going to just try Let's it. crit, baby. Crit, baby. Dirty crit. An 18. Oh, oh okay. I hit, but <laughs> not, not a 19. All right. Here's everyone pray for, I mean, at least a five. Guess what, gang? That's another one, I think. Yeah, that's another one. Very okay. nice. <laughs> I'm warning you, I call out again. <laughs> now, now a little bit more doubtful in my ability. Don't go easy on it, Mara says. You're, I'm just trying to be kind. We're, it seems like we're all made from the same muck, you know? So I don't want to totally hurt it, but if I must. That's true. <laughs> These guys might just live down here. <laughs> Good point. Fuck. <laughs> I yell my first fuck. That is Mara's turn. Uh brushing spiders off of her and uh, with a distrustful glance back at the giant spider that is uh, in this, standing in this moonbeam she has created. She's I got to... this one. Oh, holy shit. It's here. It's Rolos. It's his door. Oh 
my god, whip that door open right now. Um, Mara <laughs> whips open the door and goes running in. That is her turn. It is going to be this giant spider's turn. You hear um, from behind you this a door open, Mara's uh, retreating footsteps, and you hear, oh! Oh, God. <laughs> um, this giant spider not liking the additional amount of light that is being shown on it. First, um, it didn't move. I'm That's my bad, so I'm going to say it takes its moonbeam damage again. <laughs> because, you know, I should have said it was going to move if it was going to. It really just thought it was getting a nice tan at first. And... <laughs> this feels good. Nice. Okay, this is... Oh, it's got to roll a constitution saving throw. Um, Mara's DC is 13. Ooh, I've been wondering. The spider passes again, but it's going to take half damage. Um, a very a very constitution heavy spider. That makes sense. My spiders, I feel like... If you're shooting that much Party web out of your ass... Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Rolling good though. That's going to be six damage on the spider. <laughs> She's done so much more to me than the spider. <laughs> and does it get its webby thing back? Let's see. One second. <laughs> Door closes behind her. I get webbed to it and eaten. <laughs> the spider is looking hardy still, but not liking all of the light that is flooding into this room, including from the door that Mara has just opened. You can see, again, flickering candlelight um, illuminating where your feet are. That is going to be the giant spider's turn. As you said, it's going to try and get its web attack back. Come on. Ah, it does not. You guys would have been so fucking dead if I caught you in this web. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this actually, if it gets me on this one, what am I going to do? Is Mara going to return? <laughs> see Mara later. <laughs> Uh, it does not get its web attack back. It is going to scuttle towards you. It scuttles towards you, but uh, Daisy, you feel like in this moment you have an opening. It's going to take more than its turn to get to you. And so if you wanted to slip through that door, you can. Or if you want to close it behind you and battle it out, you can do that too. Damn. Hmm. It's so tempting. As you hear Mara kind of like panning behind you and you hear a voice going, close that door. I take a moment to look at the encroaching spiders um, and say, I'm sure we'll see each other again at some point, uh, and I will go through the door. All right. The spider, this huge looming spider scuttling towards you across the floor, its babies starting to descend and climb all over its back. Uh, you say, I'll see you soon again step through the door and close it behind you, shaking off the additional little tiny spiders that the are dipping kind of dots. <laughs> They're all on my armor of Agathis frozen. I'm Daisy, you slam this door behind you as you are um, shutting it closed. You see like a little stone sign kind of flapping against it um, that says Rolo the Collector. And you see like a rough, scratchy, cartoony doodle of a little sculpted figure um, <laughs> uh, right before um, you know, the spider approaching and, <laughs> and you close the door in its face. You turn around and the room you have entered into is really cramped. <laughs> It's got a low, low ceiling. You kind of had to um, hunch where you're standing, and the floor is littered with piles of stuff that you are, like, standing on top of awkwardly. It appears to be mostly clothes, weapons, shields, pieces of armor. All of it is dented or tattered. Standing by the door, um, panting still uh, and 
you know, clearly waiting to see if you're going to be okay is Mara, and then sitting uh, on the other side of the room on top of a heaping pile of stuff is, you can presume, Rolo the Collector. They are very short and compact, uh, and on their face they're wearing a long protruding stack of masks. Like they put one mask on, and then another, and then another, and then another, until their face kind of like zooms out at you. It's kind <laughs> of um, alarming as their head whips and looks towards you, and you just see like almost like a stack of paper plates, yeah. you know what I mean? Coming off of uh, this person's head. Whoa. They go, hello, Mara. Have you brought Rolo another collectible? I step forward past Mara and begin to approach and say, not a collectible, a savior. Oh, this one's still got its mind then. Mara, you run into the strangest things out there. I thought you were hiding now. Uh, and Mara kind of, um, you can't tell if she's rolling her eyes, but her head kind of tilts up towards the ceiling as she sighs. <laughs> yeah, we're just, we're here to shop, Rolo. And Rolo goes, shopping then? You haven't needed Rolo's weapons for quite some time. Tell me, what is it you're looking for? And who's your friend besides being a savior? <laughs> um, I... Still maintaining my link with Mara, I'm going to be like, do I feel like I should prepare to attack them? Um, Mara replies and goes, Rolo's weird, but ultimately pretty helpful. My name is Daisy. I speak up. Daisy! Daisy! I have so many beautiful things and trinkets and prizes and trophies and things and things and stuff for someone named Daisy. Yes! Yes, yes, yes. It's all Rolo's, though, because Rolo doesn't part with Rolo's things very easily. <laughs> if you want something nice, Rolo needs something nice back. Tell Rolo a story. A gruesome one. One that involves death. I look back to Mara, um, <laughs> and then I look back to Rolo. My story so far has involved several deaths. Tell me, tell me, tell me. I, having been sent in by Ox. Yes, yes, Ox, Ox, I know. (laughs) Yes, um, Ox, uh, he sent me in. Rolo sort of um, looks knowingly at Mara as he's like, as they're giggling cruelly. and Mara just kind of looks away at the wall. Um, I continue. I began to search this place, and mm-hmm. perhaps most frighteningly of all, I encountered a strange, shadowy, tentacled beast beneath some waves. Uh, I've heard of this one a thousand times. Everyone okay. knows mm. the beasts under the waves. Okay. So, the mirror. Uh, I get it. I get it. New stories. And you know the beetle one, I'm, ass- I'm assuming? Oh, yes. the be- you, you could retell. I do like the beetle one. Okay. I entered into the room and found the pitiful, and I like nod to Mara to be like, lean in with this, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. pitiful campsite of Mara. And see, <laughs> she, she looks offended, like she thought you were gonna describe the beetle. <laughs> and, 
<laughs> and then I continue. I'm doing uh, the best that I can. <laughs> we're, we need to work on it. But, you know, it's okay to acknowledge when things aren't perfect. I'd like to see your encampment. No one else has a campment around here. I mean, this is Rolo's place. Why are you even sleeping? We don't need to sleep. What are you doing? <laughs> I just am relaxing. Okay, fine. We'll talk about this when we get in our own <laughs> camp together. Uh, and I turn back Continue to Rolo. Continue on with the story. <laughs> the beetle was dangerous and eager to eat me despite me being made of clay but with this mm, and i pull out delicious. the dagger that ox gave me i was able to slay the creature turning it into and i look to mara muck blood gore ah dust dust we all come from dust and we all go to dust or was it Something else we came from. Mm, good story, good story. I can have that. Rolo's hands start to um, reach out towards your dagger. Rolo can have? In exchange for something of equal value. Oh, and what is it you are looking for? I have so much. Did I mention I have things? I have stuff. I have weapons. Mm. I have trophies. I have trinkets. I have items. Things I have valuables. Stuff. Okay, okay. Um, Daisy, you can go ahead and give me a perception check because you are standing um, on top of it. It is like Roll has just taken every single thing <laughs> that they've run into. Um, and... As you're looking around, you definitely see kind of um, some cloaks like you and Mara are wearing as well. Okay. That is a 15. Great. Uh, 15, while you're talking to Rolo, your eyes are kind of um, glancing through, looking at the piles. You see a lot of different kinds of rusty blades. You see swords. You see some axes, uh, some daggers. Everything kind of seems to be hewn from the same stuff that um, your dagger is hewn from. Kind mm. of has like the rough and ready mark of ox on it. Um, leaning up against the wall, you do see like um, a long pole that seems to have kind of a, a shaved down stone blade. And it's leaning, it's propped up against behind Rolo. Um, and you uh, might know that this is called uh, Yikawa. Um, I notice it and notice that Mara has also, I mean, kind of a longer weapon, so to speak. Mm -hmm. How about this incredibly, this is, Ox told me this was perhaps the best dagger he's had. So how about this for that? And I point at the Yikua and then I go, and perhaps anything you could provide that would protect me further in my journey. Oh, Ox told you that's a good dagger, did he? <laughs> yeah, Ox doesn't. And then I like pause because I'm going to say, yeah, Ox doesn't lie instinctually. And then I'm like, Ox doesn't give people poor equipment to work with. I will give you this yickle and I will give you a piece of advice too. And uh, Rolla leans forward and plucks the dagger out of your hands, passing this yukawa to you and says, word of advice, Ox doesn't know shit. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. Good, good. You said you want to be stronger, hmm? Yes, anything that could protect me more or... You know, I mean, I imagine I might be falling a lot, but I'd like to be able to rise up and rise up even stronger. Interesting. <laughs> stronger. Stronger is not really a thing Ox thought about, is it? Cloaks, cloaks, gowns, 
All Rolo has is cloaks and gowns, but I know a place where you can get stronger and harder. A place where fire will turn you into something shiny. Breakable still, yes, but hardened, hardened against the world and all its nasties. You aren't scared of a little fire, are you? I'm not frightened of anything. Then to the kiln we go. And that is where we will end our session. Ooh, I'm about to get fired, baby. Baby, you're oh, fired. Incredible job, Lise. Sick incredible. Sick you found. Hell yeah, <laughs> sickle baby. And we'll get you some, um, technically, medium armor <laughs> in our next session. Hardened clay. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Daisy, oh. for running into so many things that I wanted you to run into. Thank you for creating such an incredible dungeon. As the people know, you've done <laughs> such great work here. This was the one where I really didn't know exactly what was going to happen, but I'm very glad that you found Rolo and I got to use their creepy little voice. Yes, I love Rolo. Um, next time, you guys are going to join us for the last installment of Obscura. Daisy will grow stronger, and we will see if we cannot get to the bottom of all of this wizard naiad nonsense mm. um until then is there anything that you would like to plug noah i will plug i will plug dual sign our yes. friends um i guess band would be a good way of putting pop it duo. pop duo baddie yes. pop duo baddie pop duo <laughs> incredible the, the bangers for the summer gang for gangers the songs are goody the people the non-binaries and the woman are baddie <laughs> uh, they're baddie uh the memes are hot you gotta go follow their page i'm pretty sure it's just at dual sign so yes. check that out d-u-e-l-s-i-g-m yes like dueling um and then also check out um soy riso and i mean just in general lisa's instagram Incredible oh yeah artwork. i was posting on my art instagram for a while but no one was seeing them so now i'm just posting art on my regular instagram because having multiple instagrams is a curse it's, that has been laid upon our generation truly. it's always a mistake i have like eight instagrams right now i run an instagram for this i run yeah. an instagram for work eventually i said no more the average people my friends and previous coworkers are just gonna have to see my art so lease versus life L-I-S-V-S. Life is my Instagram Incredible. handle. Incredible. Check out my paintings. Check out the paintings. They're so good. Thanks. I guess you could also follow my art Instagram because nice. I also have multiple. It's at Noah James Perito. Um, I often wow. repost. But... Middle name drop yeah, on the middle podcast. Name. I think that might be my first middle name <gasps> I drop. Think, should I drop mine? I mean, if you feel so comfortable. Let's roll a d20. <laughs> Let's decide by rolling <laughs> you a d20. You guys, roll, roll a luck check. 14. My middle name is Anita. <laughs> oh, which is my mom's name. So everything is Whoa. full circle. Time. Time. <laughs> time well, loop. <laughs> time loop. Um, well, I, I think that's all my plugs for today. Just go follow us on all the social media. Yes, We've got lots of cool pod. stuff coming out. One more episode of this, and then we are going to be back with Try Not to Die Pod. Jeez. We just uh, recorded our first uh, chapter of arc number five. Mm. Oh, baby. It out of the frying pan and into the fire, into as the, they say, or into, into the snowstorm. Yeah, out of the, out of the freezer and into, yeah. <laughs> and into the freezer. Yes, exactly. All right. Well, we will see you again next week. Until then, try not to die. All hail our eldritch patrons, especially Anita, Ashley, Becca B, Colleen, Eclair, Elana, Emily, Jacob, James, Kate, Leo, May, Morgan, Nat, Nicola, Paige, Roni, Sahara, and of course, our producer Patty, Patrick Bronstetter, and producer Daddies, Becca Mount, and Rose Evelyn Campbell. 
We thank you for these podcasting powers and promise to raise hell in your names. Till next time, try not to die.